This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy, and I'm all by myself today, and you're listening to Series 8, Episode 14, On Borrowed Time. As you've no doubt noticed, Addie is not here today, and I'm only here today thanks to a significant amount of cold medicine and local antiseptic. Unfortunately, Addie and I have both fallen ill with a cold that has left us nearly speechless. And as a result, I'm pretty sure I only have about four minutes before my voice gives out completely again. But I wanted to use this time to tell you all that we love you very much, and we're very sorry that this week we do not have any announcements, any words with the GM, or any favorite parts. But that just means that we'll have a lot more things to talk about next week. So, without further lack of ado, let's just go ahead and move on in to Series 8, Episode 14, On Borrowed Time. Enjoy! I am Jaxamar Sorrell, Human Jedi Sentinel. My Padawan training was patrolling the slums of Coruscant, rooting out the vicious gangs and bringing them to justice. With the guidance of Master LeWitt Rensmer, I learned to rely on my cunning to solve problems, passing my trials, defusing a hostage crisis the day the Clone Wars began. At the height of the war, I was called to the front lines alongside my oldest friend Dudo and his Padawan Elkiri. The idea of the Jedi as generals never sat well with me, and my greater fears were realized when the clones turned on us, and Dudo sacrificed himself so we could survive. His final wish was for me to take up the task of training Elkiri. With the destruction of the Order, it falls to me to ensure the Jedi live on through her. Though my training left me a capable warrior, I've had to quickly adjust in a galaxy where a lightsaber is a beacon for the Empire's most dangerous assassins. Thankfully, we found allies in the former Republic pilot Tan Mobuk and her droid Oko. She saved us after the Empire rose to power, and her ship, the Exhibitor, has been home for the last three years. The galaxy may be shrouded in darkness, but I believe the Force will guide us to a better future. The name's Mobok, Lieutenant Tan Mobok of the Galactic Republic Navy. Well, that's who I used to be anyway. Before all this happened, I was a slave, nearly died trying to fight my way out. And when the opportunity to join the Navy presented itself, you bet your ass I jumped like hell. Spent most of the Clone Wars chasing pirates. Found my bird, the Exhibitor, there, in fact. The up-and-ups let me keep her despite her, uh, modifications. And Oko, too. Others might just see a droid, but I know there's more under their shiny metal shell. Now? Now we're just trying to survive. With Sorel and Elkiri on board, the Exhibitor will always have a target on her back. It'd have been a hell of a lot safer for us to run and hide. But safe never really was my M.O. We've done some good helping out with the Hydean Underground. One day, though... I'm going to give the Empire a kick straight in the teeth for what they've done. To me, to Sorel, to Alkiri and Oko, and all the others they've crushed under their heel. They've won their war, but I've just started mine. Personal identification number 0K0, at your service. Master Tan refers to me as Oko, 
You may as well. There isn't much time. Please lean back. This will take your mind off the pain. I am told my past has been eventful for a droid. I was captured by roving pirates shortly after the start of the Clone Wars. They modified and reprogrammed me to accompany them on raids. My surgical laser was greatly enhanced for combat utility, and I was trained in the manufacture of stimulants and toxins. Please drink this. I witnessed many gruesome sights, but also interacted with all manner of organic life, occasionally even in a non-lethal capacity. Your species is particularly fascinating. So much blood. Upon my recovery, Master Tan allowed me to retain my memory. My years with the brigands, while regrettable, had instilled in me an appreciation for freedom and autonomy, ideals shared by Master Tan. My unusual modifications, coupled with her impressive piloting abilities, served us well as a Republic emergency extraction team until the clones turned on us and our three Jedi companions. As runners in the Hydean underground, we do what we can to hide good people from the Empire, but nowhere is safe now. Good news, there is a 38% chance that your injuries are non-fatal. Best of luck. I am Elkiri Kanti, Padawan learner. The Force has always been with me, even in the most trying of times, and I am continually surprised by the way the Force guides us all. That it saw fit to match me with Master Jaxamar Sorrel, Sentinel, and perhaps the last Jedi Knight. Just like my late master, Duto Noem, Jaxamar and I are an unlikely pair. I've always been more inclined to talk than to fight, and he has always been the other way around. After we escaped, we turned to Rushala, an old friend of mine from early in the Clone Wars. She helped us hide from the Empire when we were in need, and now, along with her, we formed the Hydean Underground to help save those who are under the thumb of, or worse, enslaved by the Empire. There's no war that can be waged against the Empire. The best we can do is to save those we can and avoid any engagement with the Empire's forces. I must admit, I can sense the apprehension grow in me as we approach every new rescue for the Hydean Underground. But with Master Sorel, Tan, and Oko working beside me, and the Force with us, the Empire will never know we're coming. The last time we left our heroes, they had an encounter with Reaper Squad and a dark side force user known as an Inquisitor. This standoff took place in the floating palace that belonged to Stello the Hutt, uh, who was killed in action, but managed to attempt to assist our heroes by plummeting her palace down to the ground. Uh, and it worked. Uh, they managed to escape, and the Exhibitor is now flying away from the exploding wreckage of the palace. Looking up, the four of you saw an Imperial blockade made up of the Vigil-class Star Destroyer, the Bloodhound, and two Im much, much larger Imperial-class Star Destroyers, making you pretty certain that you are not in a position to escape at this exact moment. What would the Exhibitor still heavily damaged from your last last encounter with Reaper Squad. Jaxmar, you were unconscious at the end of the last episode, but you're you have now dipped below your strain threshold, so you wake up uh, in the in the exhibitor aching a little bit but conscious at the moment. What do you guys do? 
Uh, so I will uh, run up and jump in the co-pilot seat of the cockpit and see if I can help, uh, having just, like, jumped from that elevator into the, the exhibitor. Oh, Carrie, there's no way we'll get past that blockade. I don't... She's still beat to crap. Uh, I think Lucius is our only option. Okay, yeah. Uh, do you think we could, like, hide? Do you think they know where we are, or...? I will pull out that tracker uh, and flip it off. Okay. Not anymore. Okay. Then, um, yeah, I think that's the best thing to do. I mean, maybe they'll help us. Should we call ahead? We'll call. We should call ahead. Letting them know would be a, a good plan. Okay. I'll try and find a route that means we won't be seen. Okay. I don't. I don't think you guys have a way to contact uh, the barn swallows. Um, you know where their workshop is. Their hidden workshop in the undercity. But I don't think you. You guys ever uh, have ever reached out to them besides just in person. New plan. We're just going to show up. <laughs> well, they do owe us. Okay. Dan, take us there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like to get into the Undercity as quickly as possible um, so that I can fly under the radar. Yeah, yeah. Dipping away from the uh, explosions uh, happening in that emptied market square, you go towards the nearest entry to the Undercity. Uh, go ahead and roll an average piloting check uh, with a setback uh, to get there without, like, really being spotted. Uh, can I help? Uh, yeah, you're in the co-pilot seat. Take a boost. That's six successes and two advantages. <laughs> yeah, you immediately, as soon as, as soon as you guys come up with a plan to go down into the Undercity, you immediately uh, dip straight down towards the surface of the moon and, like, spin down a, an access port. Uh, into that area. Uh, before we get there, as I wake up, I will start to leave the med bay, stop, and just go back to the bed, sit on it, and uh, I will meditate and think on my master. And even though I've, I've done this before, and obviously if she is certainly dead, I will use Seek to try and find her, just looking for guidance in what to do in this situation. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll a hard discipline check for me. That's one failure and one threat. You you obviously don't feel the presence of your master. Time and time again, you've reached out uh, through the force to see if she was alive, and there's no trace of her. Uh, you reach out trying to like find some guidance, and uh, you get hit with this wave of cold that... Uh, you're not like really sure where it comes from and like you shake it off and like it kind of shifts from like kind of being all around you uh, to just coming from where you have stashed away that uh, that Sith helmet that you collected on the planet of Bolea uh, and then it fades away. Uh, I stay in the med bay and meditate until we arrive. It doesn't take you guys very long to get to uh, the Barn Swallow workshop. Um, it is shut down at the moment, but you're able to, you know, park your ship in there, and there's no one at home from what you can tell. Master Tan, permission to inspect the exhibitor for any further sabotage? Yes, that is a very good idea, Oko. I'll help. Yeah, you guys can roll an average perception check uh, to just give the uh the exhibitor another once over making sure there's not another bomb or another tracking device or anything one success and two advantage 
so you can uh, you're you're scanning the ship, the two of you, um, Oko. You're using your your scanner as well as like your sensory suite and uh, Tans. You know, opening up panels and checking everywhere that she can think. You guys spend a little bit of time doing this. Uh, next time uh, you try to work on the exhibitor, like to repair any of this damage or anything, um, you can roll with a boost because you've kind of like cataloged most of the damage uh and you can say with pretty extreme confidence that there's no more uh devices planted on the exhibitor uh or any sabotage done uh by reaper squad at this point Oko, um if you've got a minute i could uh use your help still feeling pretty rough here certainly master tan as they're um going over the exhibitor um i'll go pop my head into the med bay just to make sure that Jaxamar is all right. Are you still meditating? Yes. Seeing that, I will not interrupt. Uh, and instead, I will exit the exhibitor and see maybe if there are people here. Um, I'm going to try and use sense as well as like looking around and see if there's anybody in this garage. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll that sense power. Uh, I'm going to flip a destiny point to uh, use the sense power. A little plagued with fear at what may happen to you guys the longer you sit here. The suspense is is getting to you, uh, and you reach out more in fear than tranquility. You reach out. There doesn't seem to be anyone in the garage with the four of you, and uh, you feel people around nearby are not like super close. It's not like this area is packed residentially. Um, it's more like just occasional people flying overhead and airspeeders, that kind of thing. Cause you guys are deep into the metalworks district of the undercity. There's not a lot of, uh, uh, housing around here, mostly just like factories that are 80% automated, but you do, uh, sense the presence of, uh, of a few people, uh, getting closer and you guys begin to hear the voice. You hear a Wookiee cry out and then laughter from, uh, who you can assume is Hannah Solzen and Lucius Stratford. After the emergency inspection of the exhibitor, I will administer medical aid to Master Tan. Go ahead and roll. Healed six wounds and three strain. Uh, the laughter approaches and uh, the door to the workshop opens up and you see uh, Shorkata walking and kind of ducking as he has Lucius on his shoulders. And uh, Hannah kind of bumps into the door frame as she walks through. She has a bottle of, of liquor in her hand. And uh, they're laughing at whatever joke was just told. Uh, and then she looks up and uh, immediately her hand drops down to her blaster as she sees that there's people inside, uh, inside their workshop. Shut the door. The door shuts behind them and she raises an eyebrow. Uh, Shorkata sets down uh, Lucius or, and like kind of reaches back towards his like vibro axe. And she, she looks at the four of you suspiciously and is like, are you here to celebrate? We need your help. She lets out a sigh. <laughs> Are you telling me that mess out there is because of you? Affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, sits there for a second, Shorkata, and she nods like, I know, I know. Look, we appreciate what you did for us, all right? But I'm not looking to cross the empire. What do you need? We need a way off the moon. 
with our bird the way she is, we're not getting anywhere. And I don't know how the hell we're supposed to get past that defensive line. She sits there thinking for a second and Lucius goes, well, I did promise to tune up your, your ship I, uh, and, and do at least something for you. Um, I could take a look. He looks at Hannah. She kind of like half glares down at him, but also like half smiles and goes, look, we'll get your bird in shape on account of you having our back earlier, but you have to stay in here and keep a low profile, right? The kid knows his stuff. A few days, maybe a week, you'll be space worthy again. If you're lucky, by the time he's done, the Imperials will have given up the chase. I mean, the cartel charges a hefty fee to operate in their space, even for the Empire. Well, I wouldn't underestimate how much they hate us, but if you could expedite your work, Lucius, at all, that would be appreciated. Uh, yeah, let me, let me take a look. This is, this is it over here, a, a Lancer class? Yeah, that's her. Wow, I haven't seen one of these in a while. This one's seen some action. It's pretty beat up, but uh, let me, show, me, show me what, uh, what needs fixing. And he starts to follow you that way. Shurkata says something to Hannah. She goes, yeah, good idea, big guy. Uh, Lock up the shop. No one else is coming in. We're going to be closed down for business for a little while. And uh, he goes out to do so. And uh, she turns to to you, Elkiri, and she goes, what the hell happened? I mean, that that was a hut's palace that came down. Well, the Empire double-crossed Stello. Double-crossed? What do you you mean? Is Is Stello dead? Yes, they killed her. So you're telling me a member of the Hut cartel died in this little exchange you had with the Empire? Well, the Empire had an exchange with Stello, and we happened to be there, but Stello was working against the Empire. It wasn't just based on our merits of existing. Look, I was banking on those overgrown slugs giving the Empire the runaround, but if a Hut, if a member of the Hut cartel is dead and the Empire isn't being chased off the moon right now... That can only mean one thing. Either the Empire paid the Hut Cartel a hefty bribe, or actually managed to convince them that you four murdered Stello. Either way, we need to make sure no one knows that you're here. There's plenty of people desperate enough in the Undercity who would be willing to sell you out. (sighs) Anyone who works for Chago might recognize you four if they start putting up bounty boards. That might lead them to here. We're not going to have as much time as I thought. And then she calls up and she's like, Lucius, get to work now! There's not a whole lot we can do from here, so our options are to wait and see and hope that they paid the, the large amount to the huts, or we can find, try to find out. Try to find out what? You think you're going to leave? No, no one goes in or out without my say-so. Okay. Now, for, if we're lucky, I don't think anyone in Chago's circle knows much more than the fact that we operate out of the Undercity. So best-case scenario, the Empire will just be scouring the Undercity. And, that, and, that's not a, and the Undercity is not a small place, right? Not that many people know about where this shop is. Not that many people know that we run it. So your safest bet is to stay put. Then that's what we'll do. She takes a big swig out of this bottle, sits there for a second, then, like, offers it to you. I'll take some. It's uh, not great whiskey. <laughs> <coughs> Thank you. And I hand it back to her. Yeah, get comfortable. And then she goes to uh, help uh, Lucius as uh, Shorkata comes back in, sealing the door behind him. I'm going to grab a chair and post up by the door. So it will, it will be a, a few tense days as Lucius is working on the exhibitor. He, of course, will accept help. Uh, 
Shorkata and um, Hannah kind of sulk off and like in a corner for most of the most of the time. Uh, every once in a while, like helping Lucius when he needs it, but a lot of times just kind of sitting there playing sabak and uh, talking in hushed tones, presumably about you four. But uh, does anyone want to get into anything while uh, while Lucius is working? Uh, once Lucius is all set and there's like nothing else that I can do to help, I'd like to head into the med bay. Uh, Sorrel, are you still in there? Yes. I'll kind of stop when I see him in there uh, and then straighten my shoulders and go over to the medicine cabinet and find uh, Oko's stash of long sight. Okay. You grab some yellow vials out of, uh, out of a cabinet. What is your cool tan? Two ability dice and one proficiency. Okay. Jaxmar, I need you to roll a hard vigilance test with one challenge die. One failure and two advantages. Okay, so uh, you don't really know what uh, Tan is doing. You you know that she is trying to avoid talking to you, though, or interacting with you. You know that much, but, like, you don't have, like... You, you definitely don't have the inkling feeling that she's collecting illegal drugs from this med bay. <laughs> My focus is on reaching out to the Force for guidance at this moment. I'll uh, take another look at him as I grab the long sight and then kind of shove it in my pocket and walk out and head to my quarters. Uh, how much is Lucius working inside the ship? Uh, both in and out, plenty. A lot of times he's, like, inside the ship shouting out to, like, Shorkata to, like, you know, climb up and adjust something. Um, so he's he's all over the place. But there's plenty of time with him inside the ship. I will spend the days resting and in the evenings when the barn swallows go to sleep, I spend most of the night working on uh, my lightsaber form in the cargo bay of the Exhibitor. Okay. Go ahead and roll another hard vigilance check for me. Uh, this one will have a setback and two challenge dice. One success and one threat. You, um, while you're spinning around at one point, kind of working on your form... You glance down the uh, uh, into the airlock and you see uh, the face of Lucius Stratford, wide-eyed, watching you. And then he immediately tries to run. I will finish the particular exercise I'm in uh, and then shut off my lightsabers and wait in the hangar bay for what is surely coming this way. Actually, nothing. Nothing else happens that evening. Uh, you you sit down in the me- in the hangar bay waiting, and uh, Lucius never returns. Neither do any uh, any of the barn swallows. And then the following day, Jacksonmar. It seems like business as usual, except for you do see that like Lucius like is constantly glancing at you and watching you with everything that you do. Like he's almost like half distracted. He's like moving like a wrench on nothing. It's like two inches away from the bolt he's trying to tighten down and he's like watching you walk by. (laughs) And then like you look his way and he immediately like, you know, almost drops the wrench and goes back to like working for real. And then after a few more tense nights, uh, uh, Lucius is making decent progress on fixing up the Exhibitor. Oko, you can have been helping Lucius or, uh, or, uh, continuing to provide medical aid for the team or both of the above because there's not a whole lot for everyone to do inside this workshop. I will do both, as time allows. Uh, Go ahead and just roll uh, a medicine test uh, to apply first aid to your party as a whole. Three successes and two advantage with two additional wounds healed from my surgery trait. So yeah, that applies to everybody. Uh, You can double it because Oko does it for two nights. And uh, the next evening, Jaxamar, uh, wherever you are after everyone goes to sleep. In the cargo bay. 
you hear like a uh, uh, little footsteps and you glance and you see uh, Lucius Stratford, like one of his eyes peering around a corner watching you. Uh, I will motion to him. Come in. It's fine. He freezes and gasps for a second. And like you see him hesitate for a moment. And then he comes just a little bit more around the corner. Now he's like, just like he's got his half his body around the corner. He's looking at you. But he doesn't come any further. He's kind of like frozen and watching. And you actually see over his shoulder, his little his little uh, pit droid gearbox raise up and look over his shoulder too. And he like pokes him in the nose and Bitbox shuts down. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, I, I just, he didn't believe me. It's fine. I am not hiding here. You are welcome to stay. Are you a Jedi? Or did, did you, ju- do you just have lightsabers? I am a Jedi Knight. How? They're all dead. We were very lucky. And that's why the Empire's chasing you? Yes. I didn't tell Hannah. I appreciate that. I, not that she has anything against Jedi, but she, she, you know, she's very protective. And she's being actually really generous letting you guys hide out here. Um, she, it's a little out of character for her. I guess she likes you guys. We are grateful for the help. I don't know what we would do without your aid. So can you use the Force? Yes. Prove it. <laughs> Do you have any mementos in your room? A favorite tool? Something like that? Yeah, my, I left my utility belt in there. I use Seek on his utility belt. And I describe to him exactly where it is in the room and what's around it and what it looks like. Yeah, it's laying next to a lamp. And on that lamp, uh, there's a, um, uh, a necklace made out of uh, some kind of crystal hanging right by, uh, right by where they are. Yeah, I describe in detail all of that to him, standing there in the hangar. His eyes go wise. Cool. I mean, you can keep practicing with the lightsabers if you want. I can leave you alone. You're welcome to stay if you like. He immediately like goes and sits on a crate, <laughs> and, Gear- and Gearbox pokes his head up over his shoulder again. <laughs> Is it okay if Gearbox watches? Of course. And they watch as you do stuff. Every once in a while, you hear Lucius like whisper something to Gearbox, and Gearbox is like. <laughs> <laughs> after a little while Lucius gets kind of tired and as you like finish up he uh, kind of stands up and that was cool thanks and he runs off and then the rest of the night passes without an incident Master Jaxamar yes Oko I, I didn't see you there what more can you do with the force my ability to manipulate the world through the force is limited I can sense it and it's ebbs and flows and move within them. But that is the extent of my power. What can Master Elkiri do? Elkiri is gifted at using the force to manipulate the world around her. She's quite capable in moving physical objects, as you've seen, as well as clouding the minds of our enemies. Thank you, Master Jaxamar. I go wake up Elkiri. <laughs> Uh, what? Elko. Master Elkiri, you are powerful with the Force, yes? What? Um, I sit up out of bed. Yes, sort of. I should like to be an organic. Um, tell me more. <laughs> Through the Force, all things are possible, yes? Through the Force, most things are possible. I should like a body. You have one. A real body. Oko, your body is real. 
It is not possible, then. I don't know, but it's not something that I can do. And I don't, I, I don't know why you would want to become an organic, but I don't think you have to. You don't need a, a, a flesh body in order to be empathetic and more like a person. You are a person. I see. I'm sorry to have woken you. You need your rest. Anytime, Oko. And Oko floats away. I flop down on bed and go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next day, uh, about early afternoon, midday, uh, there's a loud clatter and then a a minor explosion and crackling of electricity. And uh, you hear Lucius shouting out and short (laughs) collar. <laughs> run up with like a uh, like a fire extinguisher, and they put it out, and then the uh, uh, the crackling makes, or and then the lights start to flicker in the shop, and then everything goes, and the shop shuts down. Lucius, what's going on? I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> are you in what? need of medical attention? No, I, I'm fine. Shorkata, are you fine? He says he's fine. What kind of mistake? Uh. Well, nothing that can't really be undone on the ship, except Lucius, for... cut to the chase. I'm pretty sure I fried the shop's generator. And then uh, Hannah comes out of, like, her quarters, brushing back, like, wet, wet hair coming out of, like, the refresher. And she goes, you've got to be kidding me, Lou. How are we going to get this job done? Um, well, I mean, I could maybe undo some of the work I did on the exhibitor and, and use it to power the shop. And she goes, no, no way. These, these guys have been here long enough. I can feel the Empire closing in on us. Perhaps we could acquire a new generator? I mean, yeah, that, that would work. I can't, I can't fix up the, the exhibitor uh, until, until we do. Hannah sits there for a second and, like, thinks on that and goes, Doc's clinic down in the square has a couple backups. And he owes me a favor. Look, if we, if we get you a generator, you'll be able to be done in the next couple hours. Right, Lucius? Uh, yeah, I, I'm nearly there, uh, but who's going to go down? You said no one in or out. Uh, and Shorkata speaks up. That's a good point. Oko, you're not up on any of the bounty boards they've been putting up around uh, around Narshada. Now, we're all too well known around the, these parts, and the rest of the crew's face is up on almost every screen. But there's only a few people who have a chance of recognizing you as part of the Exhibitor's crew, just the people who are at Chago's Fortress. There's a basilisk called Doc who runs a clinic in the housing quarter down the south tunnel. If you go down there and tell him that I sent you to collect on a favor, he'll hand over the generator. He's a good guy. He won't sell you out. I don't like the idea of Oko going by themselves. Do you have a better one? Anyone. I'm open to suggestion. He slips by. He's just another droid. You go walking walking around. Your face is literally on every screen in Narshada. Any one of you. And I'm not going to risk me or my crew going out there. We're, We're just as likely to be recognized. I'll be all right, Master Ten. You go down, you get that generator, you bring it back here, and we can get you guys out by the end of the day. Understood. Uh, I walk over to Oko, and Oko, if anything happens, if anything looks like it's going to happen, you call us, okay? And we're coming. And I don't care. Understood. Before Oko leaves, I will come up probably while Tan is talking to them. 
specifically not wearing the Jedi robes I've been wearing most of the time we've been here and I'm staying on the ship <laughs> uh, and put my hand on your shoulder and just whisper, may the force be with you, my friend. Thank you. I am just going to the shop. <laughs> All the same. Lucius comes up to you, Tan, seeing like you're very visibly upset. And he like kind of like looks sheepishly at his feet and is like, sorry, it was a dumb mistake. Lucius, it's it's not your fault. I mean, it is technically. I'm the one who made the mistake. I It wasn't Gearbox. It was definitely me. No, I... <laughs> you've done a lot already. And you and, and the other Barn Swallows have been very kind. We really appreciate everything you've been doing. Well, I, I appreciate you guys coming in when the Hutball game was going south. <laughs> I wasn't really sure if we were going to make it out of there. Yeah, uh, you guys play well, though. You were just down a couple members. That's all. I guess. I have something I can show you. I've been working on the, the ship. There's, you said you wanted something fancy when, when, you, when you asked for the favor in the first place. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not quite done yet, but it's, it's nearly there. I'd love it if you'd show me. He takes you up to the cockpit and, uh, and, you know, he's like shining like a, a light around cause it's all the whole like shop is dark and he goes, well, you, you have this electronic countermeasure suite already and it's, it's great. It's, you know, it's a little loud and you can only use it sometimes, uh, you know, it lets everyone know you're there, but it does make it hard for people to target you. But a lot of that, uh, tech can be, can be used with a little bit more finesse, uh, and so I, I went ahead and, and kind of upgraded it a little bit. So it's still, you still have the electronic countermeasure suite. I didn't take that off, but uh, I did add this kind of an electronic masking suite. It's, you know, it's kind of like a pseudo cloaking device. It, it doesn't, it doesn't make it so you can't be seen, but on sensors, it makes it pretty much Im- impossible for people to track you. So, you know, you can flip that on and it won't scream your position. And, and in fact, it will make it really hard for people to see you on the sensors. I'm just, I know you guys got to sneak past that blockade. I thought this might help. I'll uh, look at it in stunned silence for a minute. And then I will wrap Lucius in a big hug. Lucius, you are a genius. I feel like you've probably heard that before, but I, I hope when people tell you that you actually believe it. He, he smiles and goes, you like it then? Of course. Of course I like it. I love it. All right. Now I just not, now I just need to reattach the targeting system because that's fried. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's what I, that's the thing I, right there. He points at like a smoking like port. I have the parts to fix it, but I need my tools to work. I uh, like release him from the hug and pat him <laughs> slowly on the shoulder. Yes. Fixing that would be very good, Lucius. And, uh, and he nods and goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, Oko will get back and I'll have my tools. And like I said, it will just take me a couple hours. Um, there, is, uh, there is one other thing. Yeah? What is, what is it? I'll, he looks around for some other mistake he made. <laughs> I'll pull the tracker out. Those doshers put this on our ship a while back. We didn't find it in time, unfortunately, which is how they found us here. But I feel like... It could be useful. It, we could lead them away with it, you know, help us slip past. Is there any chance you can use this to, to make something that we could distract them with? Yeah. I, I mean, I could rig it up to some, some buoys and we could put them in different places. I mean, there's a lot of uh, ports uh, to, the, uh, 
to the planet side, or I mean, right now, I think if you flipped it on, they wouldn't even be able to to see it underneath here. the The signal from orbit to the undercity is pretty much non-existent. But uh, we could launch it up to the surface, and then there'd be a couple buoys like piping out your signal. I could get to work on that. A lot of that's just uh, uh, just putting together the buoys and then uh, setting it up to to fix. I I could work on that right now. That'd be great. He takes the device and uh, and then goes uh, walking off, uh, wakes up Gearbox in his backpack and starts being like, all right, we're going to have to work on this one, buddy, all right? In the meantime, I'd like to find Hannah. Uh, she's just finished giving Oko directions uh, to Doc's clinic. Um, Oko's getting ready to leave. Yeah, and she turns to look at you as you approach. Hey. Hey. Sorry about all this. I'll point around at the lights. Like I said, I'm, I'm no idiot. I know we wouldn't have even made it out of Chago's fortress if it wasn't for you guys. Yeah, well, Hutball and the Empire are kind of two different things. Well, you don't always get to know what you're signing up for, I guess. Look, uh, I realize we, we shut you down for a while, and uh, it's not much, but this is all I got, and I wanted to give it to you. So I'll pull out a, a cred stick that has 500 credits on it. <laughs> Over her shoulder, short was like, <laughs> and uh, she's like, yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't possibly, as she reaches out and grabs the credit, uh, the cred stick, I couldn't possibly uh, accept this. This is, this is too generous. And she puts it in her pocket. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what we would have done if we hadn't come here. And she, she like nods and looks around and goes, do you like to play cards? Shurkata and I got nothing better to do. Got any whiskey? Do I? <laughs> and she, she makes a big deal about how she has like the best whiskey on Narshada, but you tasted it and it is not. <laughs> uh, okay, you head out? Yes. So the South Tunnel, much like the rest of the Undercity, is dark and aged. There's large industrial pipes that run overhead, and those that aren't periodically spewing out hot steam uh, are covered in graffiti. Uh, after this long, uh, this long tunnel, uh, uh, the larger pipes climb upwards towards Narshada's valve works district and, uh, smaller offshoots guide you the rest of the way to this housing corridor that you've been, uh, sent to. Uh, when you get there, there's several stories of cramped housing complexes surra- uh, surrounding a cracked concrete square. The buildings look like they're made of abandoned housing materials that the denizens of the Undercity have cobbled together and stacked up on top of each other. Uh, They loom over every edge of this square, and they look rickety. There are thin makeshift catwalks that crisscross above, climbing uh, up all these multiple levels uh, that connect these walls to each other. Miles above you, you can see the dirty red glow of the sky of Narshada. Uh, you follow the directions towards one of the larger buildings on, on the lowest level, and you see a broken holographic sign that says Doc's Clinic. And right below that sign is a, is a piece of metal with a, a hand painted onto it, Quarantine. I try the door. It opens. I enter. You go through like a small hallway into, uh, into the next room. The clinic is packed. It looks like it's not designed to house this many patients. There are actually only four hospital beds, and then there's about six more beds made out of pushed-together crates and other metal scraps. Each of these beds, both legitimate and makeshift, have patients in them. There's also a couple patients laying on the floor. You can tell just by glancing around that all these patients look like they are of avian or rodent-like alien races. Your sensors pick up uh, the 
damp air of sickness hanging around this room. And it's totally quiet, save for the weak, soft coughs of the patients laid out around you. There's only one person besides you who's moving around, uh, and he's a bulky, large, four-armed humanoid with shell-like ridges on top of his round head. Uh, You assume this is Doc, as uh, you can quickly identify him as a basilisk. And he's large, even for for his race, uh, and pretty fit, too. He's moving from one patient to another uh, with his back to you right now, and his large, clawed feet move very cautiously to avoid tripping up on his overcrowded surroundings. Uh, I slow as I make my way through the rooms, uh, but seeing this, I will call out, uh, pardon me, Doc. Son of a bantha! You nearly scared the life out of me. Apologies. What are you doing? Who sent you? I'm sent by Hannah Solzen. Ah, uh, Hannah? What's she need? She, she's not sick, is she? No. <sighs> Good. I have enough on my plate already. What has happened to all of these people? It's lung rot. Whole square's been fighting it off for months now. The purifiers down here are a joke. These patients were on track to be cured by the next week, but the cartel cracked down on my supplier, so now the best I can do is quarantine them and ease their passing and keep the sickness from spreading anymore. I have it down to just these few. You should have seen it a month ago. It was awful. Can I roll xenology, maybe, or medicine to know about lung rot? Uh, You can roll an average medicine test or a hard education test to uh, identify what you know about lung rot. I will roll medicine to identify lung rot. Two successes, two advantage, and a triumph. Uh, so lung rot is a pollution related disease that can be fatal in some species, mostly avian and rodent like alien races. The inner walls of their lung begin to dry up and decay. Uh, and it's not an uncommon disease in the lower levels of Coruscant, uh, and in the poorer communities of, of packed populations like this. Those kind of areas, uh, with more limited supplies often struggle to treat those who contract lung rot, uh, due to the cure being a series of various medicines that have to be introduced at specific periods over the course of a month. These medications aren't particularly rare, but the problem is if any one of those doses are missed for any reason, whether it be a late shipment or a bad batch or any regular occurrence that less wealthy regions struggle with, uh, the patient would have to pay for a whole new round of treatment starting again at the beginning. You can identify looking around what stage these people are at and like probably estimate at what point they are in the treatment. Uh, and you could probably diagnose like what they would require, like what medicines they'd require to uh, to be treated. Master Doc, may I? What? May you what? <laughs> I'd, I would like to uh, I'd like to administer the next stage in treatment to as many of these as I can using the things in my med pack. Uh, so you, you begin like zooming forward, like pulling out your like medical, uh, your little medical arms folding out from your, uh, backpack and, uh, and your modified surgical laser, like starting to whir up and he goes, look, look, listen, I I appreciate the sentiment, but unless you're sitting on a pile of spectacillin and provitin state, there's not much help you can do. I am. (laughs) What, what do you mean? What you just, you just happen to have exactly the treatment I need? That seems rather suspicious. I'll have to desynthesize some of my gunjack spice, but I think it can be arranged. Uh, go ahead and roll charm. Uh, it will be an easy charm test, uh, and you can have three boosts. <laughs> One success and five advantages. 
he sits there for a second, looks you up and down, and then you see him like kind of like look away from your your modified head and arm and just like ride it like your chassis and like your little like hover repulsors on on your hips. And he go, he like squints and goes, "Oh, you're a Kaminoan droid. Yeah, I, I could use the help, please." Uh, and you begin working on these patients with Doc uh, for a little while. It will take some time. You have to like introduce uh, the drugs uh, slowly um, and make sure you get the doses right. Like you have to, he doesn't have like charts for these patients. It's just all in his head. So he has to like tell you how much to put into each patient so you don't overdose. I am focused and have completely forgotten about the generator. (laughs) Uh, You and Doc work together for a little while. Um, There's even a point where uh, he actually misdiagnoses someone, not to like a fatal degree, but like he misremembers like what their specific race needs. And like you're like, well, they'll they'll suffer nausea if we give them that. How about we do it like this? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know your stuff. Uh, and, um, as you guys are finishing up with the final patient, uh, you hear, um, a ruckus coming from the square nearby. I investigate. Uh, as you, as you start, uh, rolling out towards the front of Doc's clinic, you hear screaming and garbled, like encrypted, like modulated voices. And, uh, as you peek around with, uh, with your little camera, uh, you see a squad of, uh, stormtroopers in unique uh, armor. Um, you may have heard about them. They they're relatively new to the Empire. They uh, they have a lot of like rumors and stories around them. But you would identify these as death troopers. Uh, they have black armor, uh, modified weapons, uh, uh, and they move from uh, from home to home and they're pulling people out of their homes and standing in the center of the square, having these people lined up in front of them, is uh, the Inquisitor you encountered in Stello's uh, palace and an Imperial officer. And then that Imperial officer turns towards your direction, not like looking in your direction, just he, he had his back to you and he turns and you recognize him as Shamash Bell. I calmly hover backwards into the <laughs> clinic. <laughs> okay. Master Tan, come in. Oko, are you okay? It's, it's been a while. What's going on? I am fine. There are death troopers. What? At the clinic. Get get out of there. They are between myself and the exit, but I could try. Do you need do you need us to come? Personally, I am fine. However, they are being rather aggressive with the populace. The dark Jedi is accompanying them. As is Shamash Bell. What? I should have led with that. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Dosher. Problem? says Hannah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we might have a bit of a problem. Is there any other way for Oko to get back from Doc's clinic that you know of? Nothing particularly direct or even safe. He had, and if he's bringing the generator, he kind of has to go through the South Tunnel. It'd be hard to lug that generator up several levels and over and down again. Oko, you hear people screaming as they're being shoved down in like a line in front of the Inquisitor and Shamash. I will go to find Alkiri and Sorel. You do. You know where they are. Uh, Oko's on the line. He says Shamash Bell is here with a line of death troopers and the Inquisitor. They appear to be interrogating innocents. Should I intervene? No. Oko, I think the sooner we get off this moon, the better. I do think they're looking for us. Well, let's give them something to chase then. You need to get back here with that generator ASAP, but we need you to actually get back. 
Hey, uh, Lucius. Yeah? What are the chances we can pop off one of those beacons right now? Uh, right now. Right now, right yes. now? Not, no, I need a little more time. How much time? Uh, hard to say. I need that decoy five minutes ago. I'll, I'll get to work. And he starts scrambling with what limited tools he has that don't rely on the generator. I'll buy us some time. And I start heading for the door in my Jedi robes with my lightsabers drawn. Sorrel! <laughs> uh, you begin moving towards the door and Hannah goes, whoa, 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 whoa. What's the, what's the plan here? They're looking for us. They'll find us not here. Well, but you can't get out of the planet until, until the acceptor is up and running. Yeah. They're going to keep harming civilians until they find us. It's us they're looking for. Shorkata, grab your vibro axe. I mean, if we're going to try and get that generator here and get this bird fixed up fast enough, you're going to need an extra pair of hands. You go in loud, we go in quiet. The two of you make your way to Oko. Me and Okiri will draw them away. Are there still bikes here in the in the garage? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Hannah has a, a hover bike. Okay. Any chance we could borrow that? Well, my my bike? There's no louder way, right? She looks at Tan, looks at like the acceptor, looks at her bike, looks at Tan again. Look, I'm an excellent driver. That you know, we were we were coming out of a battle, so <laughs> it's not not a scratch. Of course not. She tosses you the keys. I'm gonna get on the back of the bike with Tan. Okay. Oko, uh, the a lot of the civilians have been kind of lined up in front of uh, Shamash and the Inquisitor. And you, you can hear, uh, as this is happening, like Shamash talking to the Inquisitor uh, through Doc's clinic. The Undercity has multiple levels and spans the whole of this moon. What makes you sure they're here? And the Inquisitor, uh, without really looking at Shamash, responds, All living things make ripples in the Force, Mr. Bell. All one must do to track their quarry is follow these minor disturbances to their center. If you're so certain we're close, wouldn't it be more wise to wait Reaper Squad to join us? Commander Onaro's petty need to avenge her fallen compatriots clouds her focus. This causes unnecessary complications, and is why Admiral Kenton has arrived to remind Reaper Squad of their purpose. I, on the other hand, am not overburdened by a grudge against these traitors. My only concern is honoring my masters. And you aren't concerned about my grudge with the Exhibitor. On the contrary, Mr. Bell... I'm relying on your grievances with this crew to unbalance them. I pulled you out of those shackles and put you in that uniform to anger and confuse our prey. Of course, if you'd prefer to return to your cell, it could be arranged. Shamash doesn't respond to that. Uh, he instead looks to the line of gathered prisoners kneeling in front of him and the Inquisitor. And what purpose do these people serve? To cause a ripple that will bring those we seek to us. And the Inquisitor lights his lightsaber, which still only ignites on one side. And in one swing, he cuts down three of the civilians. Everyone starts screaming. There's some, uh, there's some people who try to break away. And uh, the death troopers, you know, butt them with the rifles. And Doc is like, what the hell's going on? And uh, Jaxamar and Elkiri, as you guys are leaving uh, the Barn Swallows workshop, you feel that disturbance coming from the square. You know something terrible is happening there. I'm going to punch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you kick up and uh, uh, the motorcycle uh, goes up uh, several meters and then through uh, a tunnel. That's Elkiri and Tan, um, Jaxmar and Oko. Doc, do you have somewhere to hide? 
he looks around this cramped area and he goes, I mean, the sign says quarantine. That should keep him out, right? We should be safe in here. I meant for just you. I got what could be considered an office in the back. I'll hide there. What are you going to do? Uh, Doc, I originally came to you looking for a generator. Oh, that's what Hannah needs? Yes. I mean, I have a couple backups. You just skipping town now? <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. Not right away. A distraction is on the way. Is this... They're looking for you. Remain inside. Keep these patients safe. Generators out back, he says, a little defeated. May the force be with you. Say what? As you, as you float away. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to try and sneak out back to where the generator is? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and roll um, an average sneak test for the moment, because you're kind of like off to the side. The Getting to the generator is not the hard part. You can go through like a window. Uh, and you can have a boost because uh, they're a little distracted. Two successes, one advantage. All right, yeah, you get there, you find uh, you find the generator. Uh, it's a little bit bigger than you are, but uh, it, you can identify on the bottom. It has like little like repulsor pads that you can flick on to make it easy to move. Uh, Jacksmar, I will approach the square that I felt the ripple from, if possible, stealthily from another direction uh away from where tan is coming in on the bike yeah tan's easily coming from another direction uh shorkata and hannah um move their way a little ways behind you and then once you get through that south tunnel you go one way and they kind of cut through like a, a slim alleyway to approach from another angle uh and uh you you hear the shouting in the square as uh, another three prisoners are lined up in front of the inquisitor and just then bursting through like a tunnel several levels up and from another direction uh tan and elkiri go zipping uh into the square on that speeder as soon as it comes within range uh hopefully as he's lifting it up to sweep off some heads i'd like to um, use the move force power to pull, attempt to pull his lightsaber out of his hand. Um, okay, so you will roll an opposed uh, discipline check, your discipline against his resilience. Uh, that is a formidable test with one challenge die. I'd really like this to work. I'm going to go ahead and flip a destiny point. Okay. So uh, I fail, but I have three advantages. And I will flip a dark side point and take a strain and a conflict. <laughs> to use your... Uh... To use my force powers. Okay. Well, since you, you do fail in yanking it out of his hand, uh, but there's three people whose lives are at risk, and I'll let you spend each advantage uh, making it so he fails to uh, kill all of them. Uh, so... You come zo zooming over, and like as he's swinging, he like he looks up. You can't see his face; it's it's masked by that like that shiny, featureless uh, half mask. Uh, but he like looks up in your direction as he goes to slice down on these three people, and you reach out with the force, and like his arm just doesn't come down. He like pulls against his lightsaber for a second, and then he kind of gets like shoved back a little bit as you guys go zooming overhead. Uh, and I need everyone to roll initiative. Uh, did anyone roll better than a four? I did. A five with one advantage. Anyone roll better than a two? I got two with two advantages. I also got two with two advantages. And Oko, what did you get? One point zero. Uh, so you guys will have a turn. Then the opposition will have a turn. Then you guys will have two more. 
and the opposition will finish out the rest of their turns, and then at the very end, you guys will have a turn. So for the lay of the land, uh, a couple stories up coming out of a tunnel, uh, Tan and El Kiri are zooming into the fray on Hannah's hoverbike. Jaxamar, you are just around the corner of the square um, in the shadows, uh, lightsabers ready but not ignited. Oko, you are behind Doc's clinic, and you actually can look and see, like, coming down a, a, a thin, like, alleyway of, of pipes, uh, you see Shorkata and Hannah Solzin moving into your, uh, moving on your position. And, uh, there's Shamash Bell and the Inquisitor right smack dab in the center with, uh, with a few civilians around them. And there's also, th- uh, three death troopers on the ground level there near, nearby Shamash and the Inquisitor. And then scattered around on the, like, catwalks just above the square, uh, are three more death troopers. Who wants to go first? If I get engaged with the Inquisitor, am I also in engaged range with Bell and those Death Troopers? With Bell, but not the Death Troopers. Okay. I will spend a maneuver getting there. Uh, I will spend two strain to take a second maneuver to aim. And then I will ignite my lightsabers and strike at the Inquisitor. And I will use Ebb. Before you do that, I need you to roll a hard discipline check. I also need you to roll this, Elkiri, as both of you have directly interfered with the Inquisitor. He has a terrifying aura that you must overcome. Uh, And I will flip uh, two destiny points um, to upgrade the difficulty of this for both of you. Uh, I failed with no threat or advantage. Uh, I got one success and one advantage, which I'd like to push forward to the next uh, allied character's check. Okay, so you push a boost forward. Um... Jaxmar, you take two strain. As you begin rushing forward, igniting your lightsabers, the Inquisitor calmly turns as you approach. You feel this wash of, like, cold, dark energy coming off of him, and you recognize it. Uh, You felt it when you were meditating, reaching out for guidance. And you take two strain, but uh, you see, uh, you also feel the warming presence of uh, Elkiri above you, uh, and uh, that does give you a boost to this attack you're about to make. The Inquisitor is Adversary 3 with two defense. I will activate Sense Danger to remove his two defense from this check. Okay. Uh, So I will faint with Dudo's lightsaber, but actually only strike with my own. Okay. So momentarily sort of overwhelmed with this aura of fear around him, uh, I will flip a destiny point to use these dark side points I rolled on Ebb. Uh, so him and Bell add five automatic threat to any checks they make until the end of my next turn. The Inquisitor takes 11 damage and my lightsaber has breach one. Uh, and I will crit twice with the four advantages generated. Uh, so I rolled an 81, which means he is winded and cannot voluntarily suffer strain until the end of this encounter. So uh, you come flying out of the shadows. The Inquisitor turns to meet you. You slide down and, and swing in with uh, Dudo's lightsaber uh, and then pull back that arm, uh, kind of kicking up off the ground and swinging overhead instead, like spinning uh, spinning over yourself with your blue lightsaber. He manages to like, catch it with his, his blade, but you push it down into his like shoulder and you see it burning against the cartosis weave of his armor. And he like grits his oily black teeth 
and uh, kind of harnessing that pain, he uh, he speaks to you, uh, kind of like smiling through the his anger and, and pain, and uh, he says, "Your kind are always so predictably noble." It's a miracle it took so long for you to die out. And uh, you kind of take that moment when he's like gloating to uh, just jab him in the uh, in the gut with Dudo, with the hilt of Dudo's lightsaber uh, and like knock the wind out of him as you push back and he shoves you back. And as I do, I will respond and say, you were one of us once. You can't see his face, but he doesn't seem to like that. <laughs> and he will uh, strike back. I will suffer one strain to dodge and upgrade the difficulty of his check by one. Um, So he does hit you for nine damage with breach, um, and he generates four threat. Um, I would like to use two of that to immediately perform one free maneuver. Okay. Uh, And I will suffer one strain to sidestep and upgrade the difficulty of all ranged attacks on me until the end of my next turn by one. Nice. Uh, and then uh, the other two threat uh, will drop in to strain on him as he uh, grabs his lightsaber with both hands and just fueled by pure anger, just hacks down on you a couple times, overexerting himself a little bit. He cuts along your leg um, and you stumble back, but then you manage to like parry the next few strikes. And then uh, you position yourself in a way where all these death troopers would have a hard time hitting you uh, as the Inquisitor is now in the in the line of fire. You guys have three turns now. What range are we from uh, the Inquisitor and Shamash? At short range. I'd like to aim and take a shot at Shamash. Okay. He has adversary one, and he will dodge. Uh, so that will upgrade the difficulty one more time. Ah. That is no successes with five advantages. Uh, with those advantages, I'd love to put Shamash on the back foot, make him stumble into the Death Troopers, kind of um, trip them up. Sure, yeah. You can spend five advantage to uh, add a setback to someone who wasn't your target. That's fine. Uh, so you shoot uh, at, you shoot in front uh, of Shamash, who stumbles back and like dives towards the death troopers for protection, uh, breaking their formation. The, the, the three death troopers on the ground floor are now uh, repositioning themselves as Shamash like, kind of shoves them in front of him. And then I'd like to take two strain to have an additional maneuver and... Um swing the, the bike around to take ev- evasive action. Sure. Uh, who wants to go next? So there are death troopers up top as well? Um, like on the second level? Yes. On the catwalks? Yep. Are they close together? Relatively speaking, not like horribly so. Uh, there's like two that are on the same catwalk and then one down below them on a, on a crisscrossing catwalk. Okay. Uh, I'd like to... Grab on with move. I would like to pull um, the section of the catwalk uh, underneath the two so that it breaks, potentially hitting the third and making them all fall to the ground. I'd like to attempt it. Uh, go ahead and roll that force check. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I generated enough force points, but I'm going to have to take a conflict and a strain. I'm very stressed out by all these innocent people uh, in in danger, uh, and I will uh, succeed pulling on the dark side of the force. So your fear for uh, your friends and for the people of this village allow you to reach out with the force and wrap it around that catwalk, and like you bend and twist it. Um, go ahead and roll. 
uh, go ahead and roll a uh, discipline check to see if you can hit that um, uh, that one on the lower catwalk with this. The two who are standing on the one you twisted, they're just going to fall, but the rubble that you're bending downwards, you got to try and hit that guy. Um, so it is. he is at short range, but uh, has adversary one and defense one. Uh, but I will flip a dark side point to a- upgrade the difficulty. Two successes. So you break off that bit of twisted catwalk and send it flying down to the catwalk below. It smacks that death trooper right in the uh, uh, in the collarbone, and he goes crumpling down, uh, kind of pinned on that catwalk. The two uh, uh, that are falling, um, one of them. Uh, hits the catwalk below, spinning off of it, and lands flat on his back and on the concrete and doesn't seem to move. Uh, the other one kind of drops and rolls uh, rolls with the fall, uh, is a little scuffed up, but moves to like join the three that are protecting Shamash. And uh, as an incidental, I will, um, I will activate Center of Being. All right, making it harder for things to crit you, you kind of uh, center yourself, and uh, uh, while the force below you is kind of ebbing away from Shamash and the Inquisitor, it kind of flows up in your direction, and you can kind of feel the channel of the force that you need to tap into to, like, protect yourself. And Oko? As Masters Sultan and Shurikata uh, go by me, I hail them and tell them, keep the Imperials in the center, move the civilians away. And then I begin to sabotage the generator. Uh, okay, so go ahead and roll a hard mechanics check because you're doing it in the middle of, of uh, combat and you don't have that much time. Uh, and I will flip a dark side point to upgrade the difficulty. Four successes and two threat. Okay, uh, so uh, you can take two strain for that threat as you are working furiously to sabotage this and you're not really uh, doing it carefully and like uh, there's like a little spurt of flame from one of the uh, valves that you cut which like scorches your your arm and Solzin uh, like when you say that Solzin like kind of like looks at you confused uh, and then sees you immediately begin to like rip out parts of this generator and overheat it and uh, she goes oh got it (laughs) and uh, she's gonna start making her way uh, uh, past you and uh, that generator will explode when you take your next turn, Oko. As an incidental, I also turn on my comlink and say, fire in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the squad of death troopers um, on the ground level uh, are going to aim up at the mo- the motorcycle flying overhead. And they're going to try and shoot you off the bike, Tan. Okay, I have one defense and you upgrade the difficulty of that attack because of my evasive action. They will hit you clean uh, with precision unprecedented in the Imperial military. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The death troopers live up to their name and they hit you for 14 damage. Um, and the uh, the death trooper that um, is moving to join those uh, those three is going to shoot at you, Alkiri. And I will flip a dark side point to increase his chances of hitting you. So he will unload, uh, just barely missing the swoop bike as um, 
as Tan uh, performs her evasive maneuvers, kind of like dipping down and like skimming along a catwalk. So most of his blaster fire hits the catwalk. She's gritting her teeth through the blaster shot she took in the in the chest. Um, but all these shots are just zipping around you, Elkiri, uh, barely missing you. You manage to like block a couple of them with your lightsaber, uh, and he overheats his gun and uh, and the heat sink on it like kind of pops out and he has to drop it. <laughs> uh, and he immediately like darts towards one of his fallen comrades to pick up their gun. And uh, Shamash will um, uh, return fire on Tan, not really aiming for her, but aiming for the engine of the bike. Uh, you see he does this in like a panic, right? He's just like, this happens like immediately after you fire on him. All the uh, death troopers start shooting up in your direction. He shoots as well. You just notice that his bolt isn't necessarily aiming for your head like the death troopers. He's just shooting at the bike. Uh, and he will hit and the handling of your bike goes down by one. But as he's shooting, he's kind of shooting wildly while trying to like run for cover. And he trips over one of the fallen death troopers, kicking the blaster away from the death trooper who was trying to pick it up and stumbling and like and dropping his own blaster uh, in his panic. Uh, at this point, Shorkata and Hannah dart into the group. Shorkata picks up two of the civilians and Hannah grabs like a couple of them and they start like tugging them away from the square uh, yelling, everyone move, move, get out, move, move. Uh, and uh, the the stormtroopers uh, don't seem to be paying much attention to the civilians at this point, so they don't like react as Hannah like and Shorkata uh, pull them out of the way. They think they're just trying to protect civilians from a firefight. And the Inquisitor will uh, get to go again, uh, and he will continue his assault on you, Jaxamar. I will dodge and upgrade the difficulty of his check by one. I will flip a destiny point as well to upgrade the difficulty of his check again. Uh, so he will hit you for eight damage, and he generates seven threat as the force ebbs away from him, uh, uh, drawing much of his power. Uh, that pushes me over my wound threshold, so I fall unconscious and suffer a critical injury. Okay, roll that up. Uh, so I rolled an 11, which is sudden jolt, which is I drop an item in my hand. You do that. As you are falling unconscious, you drop the lightsabers <laughs> at your feet. With the uh, seventh threat that he rolled, uh, he turns back seeing uh, some of the um, death troopers fallen. He cuts you down, and uh, and instead of like continuing to move in to finish you, uh, he is distracted by the battle at hand, and uh, he's going to take a significant amount of strain. And uh, top of the next round, it's your guys' turn. While the while the inquisitor is distracted, I will use uh, the force power move to pull Jaxamar to us on the bike. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll that force die. It is unopposed. Uh, as I rely on my fear, the force um, turns out to be a little unreliable, and uh, I am able to move Jaxamar toward us, but uh, not quite all the way as I'm struggling to stay on the bike and focused in the battle and uh, also use the force. Because I generated two force points and not three. Okay, uh, so you pull Jaxamar up towards one of the catwalks, kind of like lifting him up away from the uh, impending explosion and uh, the Inquisitor. Um, and he, uh, uh, he goes floating up... Uh, upwards kind of in front of like where you and the bike are heading uh, but not 
quite all the way to where you guys are. Uh, looking up towards you, thinking he has fallen one Jedi Knight, he, uh, the Inquisitor is going to throw his lightsaber uh, to try and strike you off of this, uh, this swoop bike, Elkiri. I have two defense, one from my buckler and one from my lightsaber, and then I have an additional defense because of Tan's defensive driving, and he generates one force point less than he does in his force check uh, because of calming aura. You can feel as he uh, as he throws this lightsaber, guiding it with the force, uh, but you feel as, due to Jaxmar ebbing the force away from the this, like, lower square the inquisitor is not able to actually uh grasp on the force in the way that he normally would and his lightsaber misses you wildly as he's not able to guide its movement with the force or pull it back to him uh and it goes it goes flying uh uh, landing kind of nearby where the death troopers are and you see like you see the like surprise and frustration uh in like his body language and the way he's like he like shouts out in anger as uh, as he's not able to pull the force in his direction, um, uh, pull the force to his aid to guide this lightsaber throw, and it just goes flying, shuts off, lands on the ground, and he immediately starts running towards where it, uh, where um, the death troopers are towards his uh, lightsaber, um, not even noticing that uh, Jaxamar's body has been floated up uh, behind him, and uh, you guys have three turns. Uh, I'm going to dive the bike towards Jaxmar to try and catch him. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll um, an average piloting check, and I will flip a dark side point uh, to upgrade the difficulty here. One success and one advantage. Cool. Yeah. Uh, you managed to uh, make a wild turn, dipping uh, dipping down in altitude as Jaxmar's body kind of like floats up and hovers there for a second, and you scoop upwards with this bike, uh, putting him across uh, uh, across the front of it, right right in front of the handlebars in front of you. And then I'd like to use uh, two maneuvers, taking two strain to punch it and get as far from the square as I can. Okay, yeah, you do that. Uh, you move uh, upwards and outwards uh, to get away from this impending explosion. Hannah and Shorikata uh, will, having just pushed the last of the civilians like indoors, uh, look towards the death troopers who are now like drawing uh, drawing a line of fire to them. And uh, Hannah Hannah shouts out like a swear word, and they both go running uh, running along the outskirts of this um, square, trying to get out. Um, and Shorikata uh, dips down, and, and uh, Elkiri and Tan, you see him scoop up Jaxmar's lightsabers uh, as they as they go rushing out. Of the square, uh, blaster fire spin, uh, flying around them as the death troopers begin to advance. I will push the generator into the square. <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll a uh, ranged attack at short range. Uh, this generator heating up, uh, starting to whir uh, disconcertingly. You uh, swing it in front of you and give it a good shove, Oko. Two successes and a triumph. I would like it to blow up real good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I went. Uh, so I'll go ahead and roll a critical effect for that triumph uh, as this thing zooms in uh, into the middle of the square. 
um, the death troopers uh, begin to move towards cover. The Inquisitor picks up his lightsaber, uh, turning and seeing it. Uh, you see uh, as he instinctively reaches up with the force, uh, grabbing a catwalk and pulling it down towards him to try and like provide more cover as he retreats. Um, and the generator detonates, shrapnel and fire flying everywhere. Um, the death troopers are blown away. Uh, uh, their their helmets and weapons like flying up into the upper catwalks. Uh, you see uh, the Inquisitor, uh, you hear the Inquisitor yell as you grab the second generator to like make your escape with the rest of your team. Uh, and you see as, uh, as uh, molten parts of um, catwalk begin like falling down around like the, the rubble of this explosion. And the Inquisitor, uh, holding his lightsaber in one hand, uh, has a, a fist cupped over the half of a left arm that he has remaining after this explosion. Uh, <laughs> the catwalk that he had pulled down uh, slams down to the ground as he loses his concentration. It falls, pinning Shamash Bell to the ground. And the Inquisitor immediately uh, turns and leaps up into, like, uh, up into a nearby tunnel and makes his escape. Uh, we can drop out of initiative here. On my way out, I leave a cred stick behind the clinic with all my credits on it. Okay. Uh, as you're making your, uh, as you're, you all are making your escape towards like the, the south tunnel, uh, you do hear Shamash screaming out for help. I'm going to jump off the bike. Okay. Uh, so there's the loud explosion behind uh, the bike. I assume instinctively the bike slows down a little bit as Tan is looking over her shoulder to see if everyone got away. Uh, you see uh, the the smoke and shrapnel like coming up from the center of the square. Uh, Shorkata and Hannah booking it. You don't quite see Oko yet because uh, they're still a little deep in the square uh, getting the second generator. But uh, in that like moment... Uh, as you guys are trying to assess the situation, you hear Shamash crying out for help. And Elkiri, you jump off? I do. And make my way to um, Shamash Bell. As you do, uh, Shorkata and, and Hannah get up. You like kind of are crossing paths with them. And as you run by them, Hannah like turns and is like, where the hell are you going? And Shorkata like cries out after you. Uh, you go running back in. You see Oko coming around from the clinic, uh, shoving a, uh, a slightly larger generator in front of, uh, in front of them. Uh, Oko, you see Elkiri running back towards the rubble. I will swing the bike around to follow Elkiri after I know she jumps off. <laughs> You fly over at Hannah and Shorkata, who are like, what's going on? (laughs) 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 Master Elkiri, go. Uh, I'm going to focused uh, run over to Shamash and uh, assess, like, he's pinned under the the catwalk? Yeah, he's pinned under the catwalk that the Inquisitor pulled down. Okay. Is he still, like, conscious or... Uh, yeah, he's conscious. His leg is pinned, uh, okay. and uh, he sees you coming and like tries harder to pull himself away. Uh, you see him reach for a nearby blaster, but he can't quite get to it, and so he turns back to you, helpless. Um, I'll kick it out of the way a little bit more. Please, please, I had no choice. There's always a choice, and you have one now. You can die, or you can be dead. He he takes a second, like kind of like assessing your meaning there, and he goes. I can be helpful. I, I have information. I, 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 I met Admiral Kenton. I, I, they, while I was imprisoned, I heard things. Please, please, get, get me out of here. So I will pull up on the bike and stop short and kind of swing it around and hop off. Your arrival, uh, Shamash, like, winces and looks around just to see if there's something to protect himself. I'll say, doshing liar, and click on my stun gloves. 
no, 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 no. Lieutenant Mobok, Lieutenant Mobok. <laughs> I'd like to knock him out. And you, yeah, you get him right in the face and he goes unconscious. Is it possible to pull him out from under the catwalk? Yeah, oh, I could just... you got a Jedi and if you really needed, you could call a Wookiee back. Uh, so you guys can lift the rubble off of Shamash's leg, pull his limp body on top of the swoop bike, which is now slightly overburdened. Uh, and you make your way towards the South Tunnel where Shorikata and Hannah are trying to decide whether or not they're just going to go, you know, sell a ship into some lightsabers for a big profit or wait for your return. And uh, luckily they don't have to make that decision because you guys return like, and, Sh- and Shorikata like says something and she goes, well, it was just an idea. And uh, the seven of you uh, uh, make your way up the uh, the South Tunnel back towards uh, Lucius's workshop. And that's where we'll end the session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by the Walt Disney Company. Lucasfilm Limited, their subsidiaries or sister companies or any Star Wars license holder and is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Go to the official Star Wars website www.starwars.com for more information. The Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and Forced and Destiny role-playing games are trademarked properties of Fantasy Flight Games Incorporated. All rights reserved. For more information, go to www.fantasyflightgames.com slash en slash Star Wars RPG.